You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Keeper Bennett gets a block. Georgia draws first blood. I see you fans hoping that. Uh, and we'll create some kind of a turnaround here, but that's reaching a bit. Ball to the end zone. Bowers, touchdown! And Bennett continues to dazzle. Bennett looking this time to the edge. Mitchell, one-handed catch for a touchdown! And the highlight reel continues. And let's go to Branson Robinson one more time, and the freshman just scoots in. And Georgia, it's the 60. Welcome on in BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksford with you on a Tuesday. A ton to get to today as we look forward to a gigantic weekend in the NFL. Jason Lockett Ford later in the show. Jason, uh, Jason Scott, VP of Trading for BetMGM. Connor Allen, 4 for 4 Football. We'll do our Super Bowl odds draft. We'll look at our NFL futures for the postseason. That's all to come. We will start briefly. On what was one of the biggest duds in college football history last night in terms of a national championship game. I mean, I give credit to Fowler and Herbstreit, especially Fowler. There are all those calls. You wouldn't know it. He was a pro. But that game, Joe, was over in five minutes. 65-7 to seven last night. Georgia rolls TCU. Um, look, back-to-back. Back. I mean, that's really the story this morning. More than the game last night, it's, it's what this Georgia team has become, right? They were always on the precipice. They were like the, the, the little brother to Alabama and the SEC. Well, now not anymore. I mean, they won back-to-back championships. And last night, they left no doubt. That was easy. Well, here's one positive thing. Mattress Mac lost a lot of money again. $3 yes. million bucks. Good job, <laughs> Good job, Mattress Mac, you bum. All right. So, I was so going to bring that, was... that up, too. <laughs> He's yeah. down bad. And... I love it. You knew in five minutes, like this is over. And it was something that was lingering in the back of my head all day. And I, I didn't do it. And I was mad at myself as soon as that game kicked off. I wanted to ladder a bunch of alt lines on Georgia. And I don't know, you could probably pick up on that. It's every guess that we've had in college over the last few times, especially yesterday. I'm like, so where's TCU better on the field? And we saw clearly last night, the answer is nowhere. Some people were stretching to go with Duggan, and that is certainly not the case. Not with that offensive line, not going against that defense, unlike anything that he's seen all season long. But it was clear. And, you know, just because you have a a game where everything seems to go your way, and let's not forget about the scores, the non-offensive scores that they got in the last game to get to this point, are you going to be able to do it again? And the answer is no. I mean, we're going to we see it every draft now. You know, maybe maybe even more so with Georgia than Alabama. Alabama used to be the team. You you count the number of first-round draft picks. Now it's going to be Georgia. Oh, Jalen Carter going to the draft news this morning. Shocking. Because uh, he, he right now in the odds, he's third favorite. And now in the NFL draft, when number one usually is quarterbacks, um, he's the third favorite. That's how strong he is up there. But, yeah, it was a no contest. And I was annoyed by the people that were mad about the matchup. They were right 
But we did get an awesome New Year's Eve. We had two great games. Mm-hmm. Guys, I mean, I just don't think this is going to change. Like, there's this hope that, oh, once you get all these teams in, it's going to be the same thing, Aaron. This is four straight SEC champions, six of the last eight. I don't see it changing. I don't either. I really don't. And Georgia, I mean, we were talking about the total, and you were like, I just don't know how TCU is going to contribute. Well, it didn't matter because Georgia cashed that thing all by themselves. Um, I mean, I don't know what happened to TCU's uh, explosive offense, but maybe Georgia's defense just too good. I mean, they really put on a show last night. TCU, 188 yards of total offense versus Georgia's 589. TCU's defense giving up 9 of 13 on third down. Duggan rush yards. Man, he finished in the negative. Bad. Minus 38. Minus 38. (laughs) Not even close. Brad Powers made a good point. He's like, uh, just so you know, everybody jump it in. This is not the NFL. Sacks are negatives. And so that's why uh, he ended up with a big negative number. Uh, th- that went early on too, right? When you saw a couple, sometimes the pressure coming at him, like, oh, yeah. there's no way he's going to go over. He's going to have to reel off a 60-yard run to even come close to that number. In, in college right. football, can it, you ride bet props? Like, could you just go ahead and bet? The under when you knew right away that that might not hit, or I'm not, I can't bet props for college in uh, Virginia, but I wasn't sure if you saw that early. You could just, you know, bet it live the other way. I never bet live props on anything. I, I, you know, okay. maybe it's something that I don't take advantage of that is available where maybe there's something I should take a look at. But, you know, usually with the NFL, when we have all those games going on, if I'm doing anything live, it would be side or total. I never look at live props. I've been live betting props a lot lately. It's just because if I'm totally wrong on something and I'll just hit it the other way so I don't lose as much money. I mean, but I, I don't know. I just thought in, in a situation where you could see it, maybe that would have been the move, but I totally get it. Yeah, I did it a couple times last postseason with Cooper Cup when he only had a couple catches early. I was yeah. like, because it was like he's going to get to ten before this is over. So you could, I mean, it, it depends on the player. Um, but Joe, you're right. It would have taken a sixty yard run. I mean, literally a sixty yard run to, to reverse his numbers. I mean, that's how many yards <laughs> right. he lost on sacks. It was ridiculous. Quickly, um, and, I, and you guys mentioned it. The Georgia went over the game by itself with the sixty five points they had. Uh, it was just, it was easy. Uh, it, a lot of those bets were mm-hmm. easy yesterday because the way the game went. So you look forward to next year as we kind of spin it forward here. Joe, nothing's changing. I mean, it's not like we have someone new in the odds. Everyone's like, oh, look at them. Here are the odds over at BetMGM for next year. Plus 250, Georgia. 6-1, to one, Ohio State. Alabama and USC, 7-1. I don't remember last time Alabama was 7-1 on a preseason line. That's That feels gigantic to me. Uh, Michigan, 10-1. to one. We'll see what happens with Harbaugh. Clemson, 15-1. to one. And then 20-1, to one, Texas, LSU, Notre Dame. Right? It's, it's, it's the same story. I mean, it's not, that, nothing changes here. And no expansion yet next year. We have to wait a couple of more years. So if you're looking at some sort of a dark horse, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about the idea of learning a lesson, that if you believe a team is live in one of the power conferences, that maybe you should put something on them to win the title. And if you had a, let's say, a massive ticket, there were not a lot of people that had those 500 or 1,000 to ones. But if you were one of those people, I hope you did something before the game. 
because there was no opportunity live. A lot of people go into those title games like, oh, I'm just going to hope that they take a lead or hope that they, they stay close and then the live number gets close. No, it's... There was it was over at seven nothing. Like anybody watching that game, my ten year old son's like, oh, they're they're done. They are toast, man. They have no chance. They didn't. So um, I wonder that. So if nothing's changing, is it worth it? Yeah, there are opportunities to make some money. Um, you're gonna have to lay some if you get a matchup like this with a two touchdown line. You're gonna have to lay some massive juice and make some profit off of it. Like college football, yes, it's a money grab, the expansion with the playoff, but they also understand like this is not exciting. Maybe the best right. team is winning, but it's it doesn't grab much of the country. It grabs a big one portion of the country, but not the entire country. You know, you're not grabbing the West Coast, uh the Midwest uh much of the time here. So Northeast even. I don't I don't know what you do. I don't know. Is it going to change? Is it going to eventually change? We're just a couple years into it down the road with the transfer portal or when you have more playoff teams instead of the same four or five, six teams in every single year when the grouping ends up being like, you know, over a number of years, 20 different teams make the playoff. I have no idea. I, I would lean no. I, I think kids will look at it and be like, these are where the first-round picks are going. They're coming from the SEC schools, and I'm going to be in the high-profile games. I'm going to be on CBS every week, and I'm going to get talked up like I'm in the best country uh, conference in the world and going against the best competition. I don't think it's going to change. I hear people hoping that it will. It won't. Yeah, I have a hard time believing it's going to change either. I mean, like you said, we got the the two really good games before this. We had a feeling those were like the championships that we were watching, and it turned out with this lopsided game that that's what we got. Yeah, I think we're just actually more likely to have SEC teams against each other in the championship game, right? Because like even a year like yeah. this with Alabama, right? So if we expand the playoffs, Alabama's in. But can TCU win three games to get to a final? Like, let, let's play this out in the future. 12 teams are in. TCU has a magical season, or the, or the next TCU. I don't know who it is, right? Deion Sanders' is Colorado team. They'll no. get in the playoff. It's a great story, but can they win multiple games to get to the title game? It's kind of set up now. If you have a good year like TCU, hey, win one game, you're in the title game. I think – because doesn't the cream rise to the top? And we're, I think we're just going to have more and more of, of these, these matchups in the end. But maybe actually will lead to better matchups in the end, right? Maybe we have less blowouts because – we get Alabama, Georgia, or whatever. You know, maybe it's actually going to end up better for the title game. The, the last eight championship games have been SEC versus SEC, or at least one SEC team represented. And you know what? Yeah. If we didn't have any SEC teams, I'd be like, these aren't the best teams in the country. I mean, that's where I'm at with it. And, you know, the big debate uh, moving forward once we get to the expanded playoff is going to be how they set it up. Are you truly – going is the seeding true or okay let's put an sec in upper left let's put an sec bottom left bottom bottom right top right. Let, let's make sure there is that opportunity where you have a final four where you have an all sec championship game and i'm sorry as long as they continue to be the best teams in the country i'm not going to complain about it yeah i mean it's like selection sunday but it's for college football yeah. all right so yesterday was a dud in college football the nfl Always interesting, though. Black Monday yesterday across the NFL. We were kind of saying to Joe before you hopped on, uh, before we came on the air, there was no surprises yesterday. I mean, nothing blew me away. We're still waiting on Sean McVay, rumors out there about Peyton and Harbaugh, but none of the firings surprised me. 
I mean, three teams took care of things in the season. Denver got rid of their guy in the season. Uh, Carolina got rid of their guy in the season with Rule. Wright got fired in the season. This is all just like the leftovers now, uh, you know, the last day. So <laughs> Kingsbury yesterday, as we got off the air, Cliff Kingsbury fired. That was kind of the biggest name yesterday. Did you think we'd get more, though? Or maybe, maybe it's going to change. Maybe teams are going to decide, hey, let's get out ahead of it, start working on next year. If our season's already cashed, let's uh, tank some games. And why do we have to wait until the NFL playoffs start? Let's get everything in order right now. Right now. Um, maybe that's just going to happen in the future. I don't, I'm not saying that Carolina is doing anything right. Indianapolis is doing anything right. The team should follow them. But it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case. Like Houston waiting until the very end. Arizona waiting until the very end. We all knew both of those coaches were going to be fired. All of us did. And, yeah, there's some stuff in the air. Um, Denver, too. Not that you want to follow what Denver's doing at all. But, uh, yeah, we've got – I don't know. I thought that do – do we think that – so we're at five, right, if we count the in-season firings? Yeah. Five? Yep. Thought there, I thought there would be more. The number is usually six or seven. So, so I wonder if yeah. there's a – I wonder if there's something, too, if there's back-to-back -back years of six or more, if, if we're just naturally due for a little less. Right, like 13 of the 32 coaches are only in their first or second year. Right, mm -hmm. so those guys probably aren't getting fired after one or two years, probably. So that takes 13 out of the mix. So five of what? Five of the, of the remaining 19 are gone? I guess that's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but we also, Aaron, we could have a couple more. Like if, if McCarthy loses on Monday night, is he the coach next year in Dallas? I don't know. Yeah. We could have more. It's I not, agree. It might not be over yet. I agree. And going back to Kingsbury, I mean, we could get into the whole Kyler thing, but I think some a lot of the blame deserves to be on him, too. But you take a look at DVOA, the only teams worse than the Cardinals were the Bears, no expectations, uh, the Texans, no expectations, and then the Colts, who already fired their coach. So, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals had higher expectations than some of these other teams. Um, that finished worse in total team DVOA. But I think I'm not really sold on Kyler either. You know, I mean, the, the, the noise about him not being a leader, the whole playbook thing and Call of Duty, I mean, it's all just, I guess whoever takes over that job can evaluate Kyler and decide what they want to do, you know, at quarterback moving forward. Uh, yeah, people were up in arms about that, that they're gonna, he's going to be involved in the process in some sense. That's yes. how they had to answer that question. It doesn't mean that he's going to be in the room. Okay, yeah, we're going to talk to our quarterback. You have to. We may not like it, but you have to. You gave him the bag. You, got you moved on from the GM, so you're a full reset. You've got nobody on top of the organization outside of the owner, and you've got the quarterback making all the money. He has to be involved. You can't bring in a head coach that the quarterback vehemently does not want. I don't know if there's that person out there, but they put themselves in this corner. I'm not saying it's the right way to go about it, but this is what they have to do. Uh, what is interesting is we already have odds on the next head coach. Air, the favorite for the Arizona gig, it's interesting. A couple of these, I think there's some value because I disagree with the favorites. But Arizona, Sean Payton, plus 250 favorite. Wow. Wow. Can he fix I don't know Kyler? about that one. Wilkes is the Carolina favorite. I don't see that happening. 
I don't either. I thought I thought he had to make the playoffs. I thought they had to win that division yeah. and kind of cr- create that story where he stays. I, I, I that owner does not strike me as a guy who keeps Steve Wilkes as his head coach into the future. Right. Coming up next, our NFL Super Bowl contenders draft. What we'll it next? Right here on the Beck UL Network.